Garrett here. Welcome you to edition number 37 of Joe vs. the World. My guest today is making his second appearance on the show. If you've been online, you've probably read something from this man, whether it be his Raw, Nitro, SmackDown, Thunder, or ECW recaps. It's Christopher Robin Zimmerman. We call him CRZ. CRZ, how you doing? Hi, Joe. My name is CRZ. I just wanted to open up like every WWE promo I've heard for the past week. <laughs> In case you don't know... My name is Christopher Robin Zimmerman, but you can call me CRZ over and over and over. Sooner or later, these people are going to figure out, you know, we know these guys' names. Maybe we don't have to start every promo with the guy telling me what his name is. You know, I actually watched uh, ECW last night to have a little something to talk about, and I will talk a lot about promos in, uh, there's a, in a little bit. <laughs> there's quite a lot to talk about when it comes oh, to ECW, isn't there? God, God almighty, yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, the last time I had you on, I asked you how the weather was in your part of the country, which I believe is the Minneapolis area. That was the, it, 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 Today it was a tropical 25 degrees. Wow, that's not bad. We had it about um, 15 here in Worcester, Mass. Yeah, yesterday it was about uh, you know one or two, so Oof. the big piles of snow we have are still sticking around. Oh, and before we get anywhere, let me thank you once again for asking me to be on the show. I know that uh, you know, you're going to have Tom Brandy, but he canceled at the last minute, so I really appreciate you having me. Uh, that's my pleasure. We'll get Tom on it. Uh, always, at some point. you know, always ready to be there, right at the bottom of the barrel when you need scraping, Joe. <laughs> I appreciate that. I really do. Um, I had a uh, Minneapolis on my mind. I just watched the AWA DVD. Wow! Uh, I wish I had it. Yeah. Um, kind of an odd question. Do you ever run into any AWA fans there? Maybe I don't. I don't think you know if you seek them out on the street, but you know, have you ever run into someone who used to be a fan? My, uh, well, fortunately, my online life and my real life seldom intersect, it seems, so I don't have to do a lot of talking about wrestling, but uh, when it comes out that I was a wrestling writer, there are, uh, it's a much greater probability that the people around here will say, oh yeah, I was a big AWA fan, and, and this and that. But my wife, in fact, used to hang with some of those guys because her family worked uh, in a furniture shop, and a lot of the guys would come in to buy furniture. And I, I'm not supposed to name any names, and I'm probably not even supposed to say that they had this connection, but uh, there was a lot of AWA uh, in previous years on the other side of the family tree. Really? Yeah. I don't I'm have any gonna... really exciting stories or anything, just that they're, you know, a lot of them were very loud and brash in real life, as you might expect. I can imagine. I imagine uh, Baron Von Raschke, high, uh, not uh, goose-stepping in. Yeah, Maybe, I don't uh... think he was actually goose-stepping, but... Uh... Oh. <laughs> Well, in my imagination, it will be. But um, yeah, if you haven't seen the AWA DVD, I do recommend it. Uh, even it's though I was kind of surprised, thing. I keep going to Best Buy, and you would think that you know, in this part of the country, they'd have them all over the place. But I still have yet to see one, and you know, they've just about closed their window with me, and I'm not going to buy it. That'll show them. Oh. <laughs> yeah, teach but I'm them. sure it's a, it's a great DVD, and I kind of wish I did have it because it, it probably is a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, I was I was kind of surprised Vern Gagne was still alive. I just thought of, um, <laughs> like, like you know, I think of Luthez and Stu Hart, and they passed away. I guess I just kind of lumped Vern in in there with them. Because he's an old guy. He is very well, old. and they're all, They all look about the same age. Sure, why not? And, they, I mean, he starts narrating the DVD, talking about his company, and I'm like, Who, who's talking here? But, no, it's Vern. He's still alive, so good for him. <laughs> well, we just wrapped up the 17th year. Of the RSPW awards, uh, how many ballots were there this year? I think oh, it was... none. I don't know. I, I do such a bad job promoting it because I only promote it on the news group, and nobody on the news group actually talks about wrestling. So, I think we got maybe 40 this year. So we were, we locked another 10 off. But the ones that we got, I thought were pretty knowledgeable, and I'm 
kind of happy with the way the results turned out, even if it was a very small population. I think they, for the most part, got it right. Now, did you ever just think, you know, uh, you know, oh, no one's participating, screw this, or do you feel the need to carry it on because it's been going on for 17 years? Yeah, as most people know, I'm, I tend to be obsessive-compulsive about getting things done in large streaks of time, and if I didn't do it, I don't think anybody else would do it, but if somebody did do it, they probably wouldn't do it as well. I don't trust anybody. I'm a big control freak. Um, the, the other thing is the less people that do it, the easier it is to tally, so really there's no incentive for me to stop doing it if it keeps being low. Now, if we had another year where 500 people voted, which was probably my peak at WrestleLine, and I actually did tell people, hey, you should vote in this. And I think there are also a couple other people uh, doing the same thing. Yeah, then it would probably be a, a big pain in my ass and I wouldn't do it. But uh, the way it's going now, I don't see any reason to stop doing it. I kind of like it because it allows me a chance to reflect on you know things of the past year and kind of remind me of how good it's been and how bad it's been. Yeah, I think the high was, I looked this up, it was 600 ballots in uh, 2000. I cannot good fathom. Lord. I cannot fathom calculating that many and doing the the concise breakdown. I'm sure there was a lot of cheating involved, <laughs> but I, you know most of it's automated. And as long as people follow the rules and you know don't try to send me something in Korean, uh, generally I can turn almost anything into something that can be read by a script. So it isn't as bad as it looks. But yeah, a lot of people like to spell names wrong or you know get one letter off. Or a lot of people have problems with Guerrero and Guerrera. Two R's here, one R there, two R's here, two R's there, you know, five R's. Why not? You trill the R so you can put as many as you want in there. But just getting everything into the same thing. And that's the hardest part, I think. But, you know, this year and in previous years, really, when we've been down to uh, small numbers of people, a lot of them just cut and paste from the, the web page because I can notice that I'll make a spelling error and then, you know, 20 people will replicate that spelling error when they vote. So it's very kind to them, but uh, I'd prefer we just get it right. I used to do that because uh, I, didn't, I didn't feel like typing out a big long response in my vote when I when I last voted, which may have been the year 2000, for all I know. <laughs> but, I could probably go back and check. I keep all that stuff. You know me. I never throw anything away. Yeah, I'm sure I made some uh, asinine comment <laughs> way back when. Nothing that you would, you would uh, you know, want to take back now, right? Certainly not. I, I, still, I still get think... emails from people who uh, just couldn't fathom that, you know, five years from now... Maybe some employer would want to Google their name, and then they go, yeah, you know, I wrote this really terrible piece of crap with a lot of F-bombs in it, and I was wondering <laughs> if you could just delete it. And I'm like, well, I can delete it, but, you know, Google holds on to that stuff for months and months, so it'll show up in their cache, and it won't do you any good. And the other thing is, you know, if an employer is going to look at something you wrote in 1999 and think that you haven't changed in eight years, you know, that's probably not a dude you want to be working for anyway, I hate to say. I know a lot of people need to get paid, but, you know. There's got to be a place where you can draw the line. Yeah. I, I'm gainfully um, employed, and look at all the shit I've written. <laughs> That's true. Well, it would take years to go through everything you've written, so they probably just say, oh, this guy wrote a lot, and say that's that. That's true. One of the last things I did uh, when I was still talking to the WrestleLine guys was I actually put together a, a script that would count how many words I'd written for them, and it came out to something like 2.6 million words or something, and then if you amortize that over the cost of what they wanted to pay me, I said, you know, it was going to be something like .00036 cents a word or some nonsense like that. And then they wrote back and they said, uh, the producer wants me to know that it would, they think it would be something more like .00037 cents a word. 
And I wrote back and I said, well, tell your producer I think he's pretty fucking funny. And that was <laughs> almost the last uh, I heard from them uh, when it came time to re-up. Well, <laughs> There's some inside knowledge words. people are dying to hear. We actually had some WrestleLine questions uh, in a bit, but we'll Man, that get was still six that. years ago. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Can't wait. 2.6 million words. Take that, Dave Meltzer. That's well, like you know, it's the size of one small phone book. Wow. <laughs> actually, I was uh, going through some past results, in, um, which is uh, high comedy in and of itself. You see people arguing for uh, why exactly PG-13 was the best tag team of the year in 1995. And I also found... Um, Dean Rasmussen had a comment that Vader gave him some nightmares in 1995. I'll have to ask him what that was about. Good nightmares uh, or bad nightmares? I would assume the bad kind. I guess there aren't any kind of good nightmares. <laughs> wow, that was... So you say 95? That was 12 years ago. Yes, I can it only was. imagine how he must have felt uh, had he had the bad fortune to actually tune into that one Raw he did appear on just before Taboo Tuesday. Uh, was it a year back was... or two years back? Um, A year back. Poor Vader. He's such yep. a badass, except now he's such a fat ass. And <laughs> that one, that one trip he took, he probably could have, you know, stuck around for at least a month or so. But you know, he had the misfortune to trip on his first live appearance, and that was pretty much it. Yep. Poor Vader. Oh well. Poor Vader. Uh, last bit on the awards. I will say that whenever these awards are posted on the message board, someone usually starts complaining these suck, and someone says, "Well, we should do our own awards." And then you'll never hear anything about them ever again from that group. Well, there's so. one guy, and that's the same guy that responds to the automated message I post. I, I'm the moderator of Rexport Pro Wrestling Info, a board which no one uses. But every hmm. month uh, I will auto-post a welcome message. And every month without fail, that guy will respond to it, and no one will read it because it only goes to me. <laughs> and he, can, you know, because he's munged his email address, I can't write back to him, and I don't think he wants to hear from me anyway. But I guess it makes him feel good, so you know, maybe he's listening now. I'll say hi. Yes, I know you exist. Now you can oh. go beat off or whatever. <laughs> oh, great. I'm sorry. This is a this is a family show. We're not really a family show. <laughs> anyway, we had some questions from uh, Mark Cole, who will uh, Odessa Steps, for those who know, who actually will be on the show soon, we hope. He wanted to know about CRZ, the Russell Line years. As someone who lived through it, I love to hear about Z's time there, including the wacky discussion about payment. So what was Russell Lyon for those who unfortunately weren't around back then? Russell Lyon was the only site that would employ Mark Cole. So that should tell you right there. <laughs> oh, I should uh, leave Mark alone. Russell Lyon was a wrestling board started by Sportsline USA, uh, who apparently wasn't getting enough eyeballs or something, and they thought that, well, wrestling's hot, and wrestling is kind of like sports, so we'll open it up. <laughs> so they started a board, and it was going to be based on uh, WOW Magazine. I don't know if you remember WOW Magazine. I do same people who published, uh, gosh, it was ECW Magazine, they were going to be the main people on it. And for whatever reason, it wasn't working out. Either they weren't getting content or the content that they were getting, nobody was interested in. So they wanted to make a play, and they decided that they would make a play for WrestleManiacs. And so that was all handled really uh, through Rick and Mike. And you'd have that to talk be, to um... those guys. I was going to say that would be uh, Rick Skaya and uh, Mike Samuda, who is now a lawyer, I believe. Yeah, uh, the last we heard. He could be he could be in Gitmo for all we know. I you know I he haven't heard be. of this guy and I you know he he fit the profile, so we got to worry. But uh, yeah, I mean they were the owners, so they were the bosses, so they could go talk to those guys. And whatever for you know whatever 
sum of money it was. And I'm not privy to any of that stuff, and I'm not the guy to ask, and I probably wouldn't say if I did know. But they agreed to come under their umbrella. So WrestleManiacs ceased to exist, and then we were all WrestleLine. Of course, you know, enough people complained that within about two weeks, it was the WrestleManiacs section of WrestleLine. So, you know, that worked out real well. True voice of the people. So I stayed on because I was I was writing for Rick and Mike, and Rick and Mike said, we're going to do this. And I said, okay, I'll do that. And for the most part, you know, that kind of worked out okay. We had some ruffled feathers, and, and, you know, they got unhappy and sensitive, and I exploited it, and, you know, I didn't care. And, you know, I was probably being read by ten times as many people as I ever had, but uh, I was, you know, too dumb to appreciate it, or or I didn't care. I, I still don't know, good looking back. I must not have cared, because I, I did, uh, you know, walk away from all of it two years later. Um, what was the question? Oh, getting paid? Yep. Well, we didn't get paid. I mean, Rick and Mike got paid, and they would actually, they would kind of divvy it up amongst, uh, you know, well, I don't know for sure. I only know what I got. So I can't say what Scott might have got or what Mark might have got or Al or, uh, shoot, who else wrote for us? Oh, Sean. You know, if I forget Sean, I'll be in a blog entry before I know it. So, uh, <laughs> um, you know, I assume that, you know, they would give out bonuses as they got paid or as they could afford it. You know, it's not like any of us were getting rich, and this certainly wasn't going to be our day job. But, you know, it was fun, and there was some major notoriety that came with it. So, you know, I got more emails than I ever got in my life. That was exciting. Um, you know, what else? That's it. So 2001, you know, they did. They came up in 1999. Now, of course, between 1999 and 2001, you know, the Internet bubble burst, the tech bubble burst, or whatever. So when it came time to re-up, obviously they weren't going to be able to come near the amount of money they wanted to do. And they decided that rather than get the WrestleManiacs as a package, they would deal with everybody individually. So they, uh, you know, Rick warned me about all this ahead of time. God bless him. He let me know what was going on. So by the time they wanted to talk to me, I was like, you know what, I'm not really interested in talking. Let's... Uh, uh, deal with uh, my, I had actually hired an agent who was my girlfriend, <laughs> but, you know, she uh, had a lot of experience in publishing, and, you know, she knew people who were working for real sites making real money, and what they were really getting paid, and obviously I deserve that as much as any of these other bozos, so they came by with a figure that was about, you know, 10% of what we thought we should get at the very minimum, not to mention the fact that they already were using two years worth of back recaps to bring people in as an archive, so we wanted to license that as well. The thing is, I never, you know, gave up my copyright to Rick and Mike. They let me keep it. So when the time came around, it's like they didn't really have a piece of paper that said they owned any of this stuff. So um, we came back with a counteroffer. They said, okay, it's obvious you're not interested. And we're like, well, okay, you can see it that way. We, we were interested or we wouldn't have given you this number, but that's what it came down to. So time came and went. I opened my own site. Uh, slash wrestling.com, which is still there, although hasn't been updated for four or five years. And it was funny because, you know, within a couple weeks of Slash going online and me continuing to recap and yet not post them on WrestleLine, one of the producers did write to Rick and say, well, you know, tell Chris he's won. Well, wow, what a, what a raging victory that was because I was just rolling in money because I had no ads on any of that. But, uh, the next thing came where I said, well, you know, you've got two years of my stuff, and I'm really not interested in letting you use it anymore, 
and, you know, they wanted to argue with us about it, and we had papers, and they had no papers. And so by the time they actually did their much-vaunted redesign, and I don't know if you remember this, that they basically splashed some really ugly colors on top of everything and had all the old content, but all my stuff had mysteriously disappeared, and people were, oh, what did they, what did, who do they think they are, what are they doing? And then, you know, the thing was, that's what I wanted them to do all along, so that worked out okay. <laughs> and then four months later, they, uh, you know, completely closed the site altogether. Now, I'm not saying it had anything to do with me disappearing. You know, it was probably the tech bubble or this or that. But it just seems kind of funny that for four hmm. weeks, you know, four months, they existed without me, and then all of a sudden, you know, it was gone. Wow. Uh, the end. And then they brought it. And then somebody brought it back, and then nobody noticed, and then uh, the end again. It's still up now, though, if you want to go look. There really isn't any mention of me because I don't think they liked me too much, so... I mentioned as a as an alumnus or something, and that's about it. <laughs> wow, quite a tale. And uh, let's see, Mark also wanted to know about famous memorable recap bits. One of them was Conan's music video. I don't Conan remember. A thing, a, I don't remember a thing about Conan's music video. Oh, he leaves you in the bus. That's it. You saw it a thousand times. I'm sure it's ingrained into your uh, memory. I don't remember what I said about it though. The thing about my recapping is I tend to write stuff and then I almost immediately forget about it. I think that's why. There's so much repetition because I'll just think of something and think that's a great joke and I'll use it. I won't realize I've used it 20 or 30 times before. And then by the time I do, it's like, well, people are probably expecting me to say it, so I'll go ahead and say it. Hmm. I remember Believe I'm a Bus. Um, I remember they eventually took out Take the Grass Out of Your Pocket and Smoke It. Um, gosh. I'm not too good with the past. <laughs> Well, he also wanted to know about the Fuck You, Kevin Nash rant after Jericho lost the TV title. And I have a transcript of this right here. Oh, who the hell does Mark think he is? He should just go read the recaps himself. He knows where they all are. He seems to remember so much about me. That guy, I'm telling you, him and his Odessa Steps magazine expecting people to pay for writing. Oh, man, what an idealist. Hmm. Well, I'd like huh. to do a dramatic reading of this rant, if, uh, if that's okay. I want to go. I want to talk some more about Mike and uh, Mark. Uh, Mark, Mike, Mr. Tony, and uh, now go ahead. What was your question? <laughs> oh no, I had the uh, I had the uh, fuck you, Kevin Nash rant. Now, was, like did this happen to be the, the night of the? Uh, well, I, I hope that it starts with that. Whatever happened to lead me to this rant? Because now I can't remember. This would be uh, Conan beating Chris Jericho for the television title. Wow, I was really unhappy about that. Uh, let's find out. <clears throat> okay. Oh, fuck. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a new television champion. 7 minutes, 11 seconds. Gee, I wonder how that happened. Why, here's Kevin Nash now, along with the Total Wolf Package, to congratulate their Wolfpack mate for bringing some gold to their group. So I didn't insult the injury, let's play Conan's music video. <laughs> All caps. Fuck you, Kevin Nash. It only took you two Nitros to prove to me. It doesn't matter who's in charge, the product is still going to suffer. It's going to matter more who you're friends with than how entertaining slash athletic slash good you can be. Saying bouty bout it and Wolfpack in the house doesn't count for shit, and it damn sure doesn't deserve holding the gold. And this <laughs> song fucking sucks, and there's no reason for it to be shoved down <laughs> our collective throats like we're Monica Lewinsky looking for some presidential action. And who plays a song without revealing the title anyway? Conan's music video. <laughs> hey Conan, you're as white as I am, you fucking prick. You don't deserve that belt. Your music video sucks, your rap sucks, your rep sucks, you are neither bowdy bout it nor rowdy rowdy. I hope your vocal cords get cut so I never have to hear you speak on diss ever again. If you ever meet any real Vatos locals, you'll be in deep shit, I guarantee it. Oh wait, it's over, maybe I can get on with my life, and maybe not. 
clearly I got on with my life, but boy, I, I must have so. been pretty pissed off at the time. You didn't even well, make I'd like a... Well, I'd like to apologize to, to, to Mr. Conan for anything I might have said. Uh, you know, it wasn't his fault that he was friends with Kevin Nash. But I think at the time, I really had hopes that, you know, they could do something. And this was supposed to be the big sign that something was going to happen. And it just turned out to be the same shit with different people. And I think that probably laid the groundwork for... Um, you know, the people to come, because each time they change something, oh, something's going to happen now, and it only took them about three segments to completely piss it all, piss away any of the goodwill that they had. Russo, Bischoff, Bischoff and Russo, and uh, probably two or three more people in there. What a shame. WCW had a long storied history, and a lot of people have fond memories of growing up with it, and, you know, the people coming in today who don't even know who CRZ is, and, you know, get all their uh, reading from, uh, you know, Pro Wrestling Insider or whatever, the uh, PW Insider, excuse me, and think that those guys are great writers, they will have no idea, you know, what we liked about wrestling and what wrestling could be when it was really on. Mm. You were so upset you couldn't even make a uh, Slurpees joke as the match went 7 minutes 11 seconds. Well, that's true. I should have put a Slurpee in there. You know, maybe that was before the Slurpee uh, thing with me, though. Could have been. And uh, eight years later, Chris Jericho is retired, Kevin Nash is an internet darling, and Conan needs a new kidney. Is Kevin Nash really an internet darling? Well, people like him more than they did before. I think that just goes to show that internet fans are always stupid. (laughs) There are people posting on my board that you can just look at them and you can just go, yep, moron. Wow. Now, I can't do that because I need them to keep showing up and producing content. And, you know, people tend to get bad impressions of me when I actually say stuff like that bluntly to their face, so I have to be a lot more sinister and uh, sneaky about it. But uh, it's real tough to, you know, tell someone they're an idiot without looking like you're talking down to them when really you just <laughs> want them to know, you know, they, that they need to know how stupid they are. Mm-hmm. Who's going to tell them if I don't? Who indeed? But, uh, anyway. I take it you're not uh, you're not watching a lot of TNA these days. Sadly, no. Uh, it's on during some show that I want to watch. Uh, when's it air? Thursdays. Thursdays at nine. Thursdays at nine. Is that nine central or nine eastern? That'd be nine eastern. I assume nine eastern. eastern. So it's on during CSI. Right? Ah. Yeah. Yes. No chance. I I still <laughs> like CSI and I'll watch CSI. And I suppose I could tape it, but I just never got around to doing it. I was watching the pay per views, and I'm not even doing that anymore. I keep collecting them. I don't know why. In fact, I'm looking right now at Final Resolution and I haven't watched it. And I'm sure that, you know, that Iron Man match is tremendous and I'm sure that uh, whatever the main event was, that wasn't the main event, was it? No, that was the the title match was the main event. I'm sure the title match was tremendous. You know, well, actually, no, the title matches have kind of sucked lately, haven't they? Yeah, they I am glad that someone finally remembered the titles changed hands on the DQ and uh, TNA, but uh, maybe this wasn't the time to uh, remind people of that. Yeah, that was great when that, when that happened. <laughs> uh, my friend and I actually did order um, whichever, I think it was, whichever uh, pay-per-view had the first Joe Angle match, and just the, the real stupid stuff just sticks in your head more than what was good. There was good stuff on that pay-per-view, but we were just like, you know, never again. Yeah, I, gosh, isn't that a shame? I can't remember the name of it either. It wasn't, uh, let's see, it wasn't Final, let's see, it wasn't Turning Point. It was one right before Turning Point, right? It and was, um... Yeah, I don't know. I did the same thing. I, I got that pay-per-view. I watched Joe versus Angle. And when I say I got that pay-per-view, I think everybody knows what I'm talking about. But, of course, I, I would never do anything illegal. 
You bought it through your local cable company. Uh, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my label, local cable company out of a van and, uh, <laughs> but, uh, the, uh, yeah, I watched Joe Angle. I watched the first match. So I kind of, you know, fast forward to that point. I watched the match. And the thing was, you know, people had had a day and a half to rave about how great this match was and how life altering it was. And when I was done watching it, my wife and I kind of turned to each other and were like, geez, that wasn't very good considering, you know, it's Samoa Joe and Kurt Angle and all the mm-hmm. hype and this and that. And, I really felt, you know, I don't feel out of touch, but when I read so many people saying, man, this is great, oh, what a tremendous match that was, I'm like, man, you guys just haven't seen the good stuff for you to think that that was a great match. Mm. What did you think? I thought it was good, but not great. I think that's what I thought, too, but I think I was expecting great. I think it's all about expectations, and, you know, I'm still optimistic enough that I will raise my expectations when I think it's warranted. And then they'll just be dashed to the ground, and oh, it's a good thing I'm not writing, because then I'd probably start using a bunch of swear words or something. Hmm. Ooh, uh, let's see, you recap Let's ECW talk about Mark Cole some more. Can we do that? Sure. I hear he knows Mr. Tony. Yeah, he likes to talk about him. <laughs> that guy was the greatest thing to happen to Monday Night Football since, um, since uh, Don Meredith. Okay. Yeah. Think he'll be back? Who, Don Meredith? Oh, that'd be great, too. No, Mr. Tony. Oh, I hope so. Really? I, I yeah. think I don't think he was... I think he's better off doing the radio thing. Oh, yeah, I think he's he's better at radio and, and PTI, but... Not that um, I know anything about anything, but that's my opinion. Oh, duly noted. <laughs> uh, let's see, you recapped ECW for a while, and then, like most of America, gave up on it. I uh, did 12 weeks, and I just... I wanted to keep doing it. But it just wasn't getting better. And in fact, did you watch that uh, that year in review when they did the last week of the year? Oh no! You really should have because it kind of gives you you could kind of see right where they kind of just kind of completely gave up and just went right in the toilet. Mm. The they had that great uh, you know they had the South Philly screw job. Unfortunately, that was the lowest rated one ever because it was the Fourth of July. But just having it in a building where they had fans who cared enough to throw things in the ring. You know, clearly that's not the sort of thing that Vince wants anymore, and that was kind of what went on. Do you remember the last time, I should say the first time I was on your show, and I said, you know, I think the while the people who were in, um, where where did they have that taping where it was ECW only? It was the Hammerstein Ballroom. Was it in the Hammerstein Ballroom? And yes. You remember, like the fans, they just completely crapped all over the main event because it was, I think it was uh, Big Show and Batista or something like that. It was that's two right. guys who weren't ECW originals. So the fans were going to let him have it. And I said, you know, I think those fans, they feel pretty good now, but Vince is never going to go back to that building. And I was proven right that just about a couple weeks later, it was like there will never be any more ECW-only tapings. And I think that really sucked a lot of the air out of it. And those fans, they really have nowhere to go now, and really no one to blame themselves for acting that way. But maybe even more so, for getting their hopes up in the first place, that ECW would be something like what they once had. It ain't going to happen, and as long as Vince is around, you know, it ain't going to happen. I actually, I, I don't watch ECW because um, there are much better things to do. But I, I did watch it last night. In the, um, Did you uh, happen to see last night's episode? Last night's episode was, was boffo stuff, man. That was something else. Her name that is was... Kelly Kelly, and if Casey didn't know, she is an exhibitionist. Oh. But not tonight, she'll be an exhibitionist next week. I couldn't believe how wooden... That, that, that this was a show of terrible promos and some and some good ones, but that was just the dirt worst rock bottom 
bad. It was just so bad. How do these people get on TV? The thing is that that was good for her. Really? Ooh. Yeah. Oh, she was, you know, she's had, uh, you know, 20, 30 weeks of seasoning now. But when she first started, you must have watched it when it started. Yeah, I, I gave up pretty quick, but uh, <laughs> that's true. You know, but her name was merely Kelly. But she was an exhibitionist. Ugh. But, yeah, I mean, that, there was a reason they did them backstage. And I don't even remember, uh, you know, they have uh, Rebecca D. Pietro on as the backstage interviewer, and I, I think she's the worst right now. All she has to do is stand there and hold a microphone, and, and that even seems like it might be some kind of mental challenge. <laughs> was she on? Oh, she was with uh, Elijah Burke, I think. Uh, That's right. You know what? Uh, he should just change his name to the Elijah Experience and just have everyone call him that all the time, I think. That's much more exciting. He was great, although that match was just he, – he had a match with the Sandman. And yeah, what was that, about what, 13 seconds? Yeah, it went about it went about two minutes. The end was Elijah got crotched on the top facing the crowd. Sandman right. went up behind him to do something, maybe give him a backdrop suplex off. Elijah just kind of pushed him off, and then he pinned him. Well, Sure. That's what happens when you, you know you're you're an ECW original. <laughs> yeah. The only guy, the only guy that's not getting that treatment who's an ECW original is probably CM Punk, who needed you know 45 minutes and uh, <sighs> Kelly Flash and her tatas to uh, beat uh, Matt Stryker. All right, a couple things on that match. I like that Matt Stryker's as tall as Kelly Kelly. That's great. <laughs> Why did that go? That went 12 minutes. What the hell? Actually, I like that. I, you know, if all the matches were like that, we could get into it and. They did a lot of things that you don't normally see very often. I guess. But I agree. But that... You know, in the context of this is this guy who's supposed to be the next biggest thing, and then this is some guy who's basically just a super enhancement talent who is great on the mic, and I do think he's actually pretty good on the mic. Yes. You know, but there really was no reason for it to go as long as it did in the in the in the sense of the storyline or in the continuity or you know whatever kind of universe that we're in. Just it just happened to have that slot. I did like how Stryker, when he was Flash, just uh, looked disgusted instead of aroused. You know, the funny thing about that, and if you have it on tape, uh, I encourage you to, to you know, pull it up to that clip, is you can watch her do that, and then there's this this big guy in the front row who just kind of gets this look on his face like, oh, and then he kind of slowly stands up. Oh. That was a lot more entertaining even than uh, Stryker's reaction. Oh, wow. And, um, oh, we had uh, Monty Brown showing up last night, or should I say... Was it Marcus Corvan? Marcus Corvan. I had to look that up. I, I don't think there's anyone named Corvan. I don't even know what that means. It looks like a Dutch name that's spelled backwards or something. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's the kind of name where you, you hear it, and then you see it, and then as soon as he pick, picks up the mic, you think, okay, he's going to, quote, unquote, shoot. He's going to tell us his name's Monty Brown. We all know he's Monty Brown. But he didn't. He's, his name is Marcus Corvan. Well, okay. I did like his pounce types, though. I don't know if he yeah. was wearing pounce trunks during the end of his TNA run or not, but uh, those are really nice. I did like how, yeah, how he had pounce written across his ass. That's up there. Uh, it's, I I'm also sure like how, how like that. referee Mark Posey just about totally blew that first pounce ever by being in the way. It's like you know, he's got one move. You should be able to figure out how where to stand when he sets that thing up. <laughs> yeah. I just don't know why he's just not Monty Brown. You can say this guy was in the NFL, and people can look up Monty Brown. There you go. But I mean, it's it's kind of like that that '80s mentality the WWF had, where someone came in no matter how established they were, oh, they I had agree. to remake them. Styles and Joey, or Styles and Joey, Styles and Taz were all, yeah, boy, we've heard some things about this guy, but it's great to finally get a first look at, you know, well, you know, we all know who he is, and 
He's Monty Brown. Come on. They called him the Alpha Male, for crying out loud. You're going to call him the Alpha Male. Why not call him Monty Brown? And he's from the Animal Kingdom? Is that like, <laughs> that's like just adjacent to the Serengeti, right? I guess so. What does that mean, you're from the Animal Kingdom? Does that mean you're more animal than man? Because he seemed pretty literate for an animal. Well, he's neither mineral nor vegetable. He's like, you know, is he Marlon Perkins? What was this theme music, too? That was bizarre. He's smooth. <laughs> I think that's a... the thing about about music, and I don't know if it's, you know, it just seems that like certain people, you know, it's like Montel Vontavious Porter. He's coming. I, okay, here he comes. He, he's coming. Oh, that theme song, that rap song that was on the Reckless Intent CD? I don't know. You know, I don't know what it is with these people. And I don't know what it is with this music. You think, you know, if Jim Johnson is half the guy that we've all been saying he is for years, he could come up with some decent themes for these guys. It's like Rated RKO, who, by the way, are two-fifths of Team Rated RKO, so they really should stop talking about Team Rated RKO. That's a Survivor Series team. The tag team is Rated RKO. Thank you. Hmm. But anyway, Orton and Edge team up, and the first thing they do is they try to find some way to, like, turn both of their theme music into one piece of theme music. You know, maybe you should just maybe write a new theme rather than try to put these things together because it doesn't work. They don't really fit together. Mm. They already tried to get rid of Orton's music once, and he came out to something for, you know, a couple weeks on SmackDown, and nobody liked it, so he went back to that, you know, I think his song is called Hey, isn't it? Uh, It's called Burn In My Light. Hey! Hey! That's, That's how it goes. Oh, you know, the other thing we could do with music is when somebody's talking in the ring, you give them about 30 seconds. And I did this last week, and it uh, totally worked, and it didn't impress my wife at all, but maybe it'll impress you. You give them about 30 seconds to talk, and then right when it looks like they're getting to the point where they're going to say something really important, you start doing Sandman's crappy music. So you start going, and then you try to just perfectly time it so that it syncs up with the TV, and it really impresses nobody that you're sitting with. I can't wait to try that. You know, it's so, you know, if life holds no surprise for you and you know exactly when Sandman's going to run out on somebody, you just start to... Thank you. Uh, I was going to say I think Jim Johnson's lost his touch for a few years now. It seems everyone just has generic rock music now. Like in, it doesn't in 98... sound a thing like Inner Sandman. That's the worst part, and people uh, are excited by it. Okay, I'm sorry. I interrupted. <laughs> that's quite all right. I was just ranting about wrestling music, so... I agree. I'm 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 there with you. I'm in the choir. And what happened right. to the choirs in these things, huh? That was one of my favorites. Was uh, Deacon, uh, not Deacon Batista, but Reverend Devon. Oh, that's right. That was Pop a that was a different song. He called my name, and he they had the choir going. And you could you could you could almost imagine them up in a choir somewhere, kind of swaying and kind of clapping their hands and swaying with the robes on, and you know, can't evoke uh, that with uh, "Hey, nothing you can say." Understand what it means to me. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anything else on ECW? Oh, I did like Kevin Thorne predicting he's going to win the Royal Rumble. I will safely say I, I do think he is. I think he is not going to win the Royal Rumble and headline WrestleMania. Well, he might surprise you, but he probably no, won't. he won't. <laughs> Neither he nor Chris Masters will do this. <laughs> Why don't they have someone who has a chance of winning? Say they're going to win the Royal Rumble instead of. Well, they do, but we don't pay any attention to it because it's not funny enough. Probably not. I'm sure you know Shawn Michaels will tell us he's going to win the Royal Rumble. We're like, yeah, he probably will win the Royal Rumble. That'll be great. Hey, well, it's in his hometown, therefore he will lose. <laughs> oh wait, humiliated. it's Shawn Michaels though, so he can overcome that. Oh, there you go. 
Do you think he will win the Royal Rumble, or I think the Undertaker is going to win? Um, I don't if he's in the Royal Rumble, I need to I, watch I about three episodes of SmackDown and catch up. So I don't know for sure what the deal is with Undertaker. I think that's where they're going with him and Batista. At uh, Undertaker keeps getting screwed at a title shots, so this will probably be where it goes. That's just a guess. Yeah, guys who get screwed out of title shots for months tend to win them at the Royal Rumble. I can just think of countless examples coming to mind, none of which uh, are actually coming to mind right now. But uh, Lex Luger? Lex Luger, that was the one. Thank you. <laughs> I know it happened once before, and what is it? The statute of limitations is seven years, so it's been a long time since that one. It's been uh, 12 years, so we can rerun that. Great. So yes, so yes, possibly Batista and Undertaker at WrestleMania, which will probably interest uh, some people, but will probably will not be a very good match. Uh, it won't be. It won't be Undertaker Triple H. We'll put it that way. No, no, it will not be. But anything more on ECW? Uh, oh, the main event was. Uh, I wrote some not... stuff down. Oh, you know the thing about CM Punk, and this is something that no one's mentioned, and I think it's important that that I mention it here so that we can start getting people uh, thinking about it. Okay. The thing was, you know, a lot of people were unhappy because they read about the whole whatever supposedly happened to get Punk to lose to Hardcore Holly. Mm-hmm. And, oh, God, you know, he was the future of wrestling, and just everything just completely ruined when they had Harker Hall actually beat him. But uh, did you notice that the, this kind of demotion and deep push of Punk happened right after Triple H tore his quad and left the picture? It did, in fact. That I think, you happened. know, I think poor, poor, you know, much maligned Triple H may have had the young Punk under his wing and was kind of protecting the kid. And, you know, when he's gone, you know, suddenly... Suddenly, people like Arn Anderson have opinions about CM Punk and are very vocal about it. What do you think of that one? I don't think anyone would really... If Triple H had uh, his uh, wishes, I don't think anyone would go against them just because he's gone. Don't you think that Triple H, you know, was kind of giving CM Punk the Survivor Series rub? He was letting him say suck it, and, you know, they're on the same team, kind of... You know, maybe just, you know, grooming the guy. You don't think that could have been possible? It's possible. Although, I I hear what you're saying. Now, you know, Triple H's influence should extend... Just because he's off the road doesn't mean that uh, you know his influence hasn't been felt. But I just think that's an interesting coincidence, and you know maybe not coincidence, but so many people don't like Triple H that they wouldn't let a story like that get out. But I'm not afraid to uh, completely make it up. Well, that's good news. There you go. Triple H will be very happy in uh, rehab. Triple H, my man. Give yeah. me a call sometime, Triple H. Yes, uh, I did notice the main event was not as horrible as I thought it would be on ECW last night, though it was nothing I would call good. And, I don't. Uh, know. I like last week's better, but you know I'm not a fan of these not really triple threat, triple threat matches. Mm. Last week's it was a bogus DQ at the end, but you know we saw it coming a mile away because you know Tess got to speak earlier in the hour, so of course he's going to make a TNA impact. <laughs> and, uh, but they gave us you know a good good amount of time before it happened, so it's not like we were really cheated. We got to see how things were going. And they were setting it up so, you know, maybe Lashley is going to pin Rob Van Dam. I mean, he did do it last night, but uh, can I do a quick Taz impersonation for you? You certainly may. All right, pretend a match is going on. This is Taz. Okay, that was Taz. good. Wow, that was Taz. He does that so much. He does do that a lot. If you want to do an ECW drinking game, you take a shot every time you hear, Well, he ended up in a coma at that rate, but... Where was Brad Armstrong last night? Did you know I'm Brad Armstrong was doing color? I did know. I did hear this. I was very upset when I uh, did not see bad Brad. It was weird because uh, he would be out there for a match, and they wouldn't explain why. He was just there, and then, then he wasn't there. And then he was there for a match, and then he wasn't. And then he was there for the entire hour, and then, you know, yesterday he wasn't there at all. 
and I, you know, well, okay. I don't know why. Taz was making fun of him, and then all of a sudden, you know, Taz and him were getting along. So I thought maybe something was going to happen out of that, but uh, nope. Who knows? Maybe someone will tell us later. I did see Scott Armstrong out there refereeing. Yep. Maybe you can only have one Armstrong per segment. I don't know. Well, that was the thing when he uh, when he first came out for one match. It almost always seemed to be during a Scott Armstrong match. So you wondered, hmm, maybe they're setting something up. And then you know, then he was out there just as a third man in the booth, and was like, well, okay, I guess it's not ECW, but you know, it's not like anything else is ECW, so we're not going to complain about that. But yeah, gone uh, and apparently forgotten because nobody mentioned him at all either. <laughs> were they trying him out in case Taz left? That was the. Uh... I really, I could see that. You know, I'm I'm not really uh, in the know on sheets and stuff like that. But if somebody says that, I know Taz has been unhappy and grumpy for a long time, and he's he's still doing radio stuff, isn't he? He's got a DJ gig somewhere. I guess so. I'm not sure, but that that was what I heard is that Taz's contract is coming up. They're trying to you know tease out a replacement in Brad Armstrong. Taz was not happy with this and buried oh. him on the air, but. Well, that would certainly make sense. It's like, you know, you know, look, we don't really need you. Look at this. And uh, I'm sure he can't be happy that JBL did as well a job as he did so quickly after replacing him, too. And I love JBL on commentary. I'm one of the... I think I'm he's on the much better than there. Taz. I think he's a lot of people... much better than Taz. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people have problems with, oh, he's just trying to put himself over. But I think he's he is... Uh, you know, he's a work in progress, and I think he is actually improving... And uh, I think, uh, you know, he's going to be a runaway winner by the time the awards come around next year, this mm-hmm. year. Besides, he usually buries Vito or Sylvan, so, you know, no big loss there. Exactly. But, all right. Oh, I did have, um, I have a funny anecdote to tell of sorts. I was I was watching a, a DVD I acquired of uh, Hollywood Blonde Tag Matches, which usually beats <laughs> TNA or anything else. And I was watching a match. It was the, the Blondes against uh, Marcus Alexander Bagwell and Eric Watts. This was in 1993. Wow. I, th- I think it was the uh, – well, yeah, what a team that is. And um, it was Super Brawl, and uh, Tony Schiavone and Jesse Ventura were doing commentary. And whenever Eric Watts tagged in, the crowd hated him, would boo him vociferously. <laughs> and whenever this – I mean, whenever this happens, when a baby face is noticeably booed, you're kind of in a tough spot in commentary. Because if you point it out, you're kind of saying, like, you know, gee, we look stupid because the fans hate this guy. But if you ignore it, you run the risk of insulting the fans' intelligence. So I was kind of wondering how they would handle this. And sure enough, Jesse says, why are they booing Eric Watts? And Tony says, first he says, I don't hear any boos. (laughs) Okay, Tony, that's great. Later in the match, Eric Watts gets tagged in again. Enormous boos. Jesse says, there they are again. Tony says, I think they're saying woo. I'm like, (laughs) Tony, come on. Tremendous. Tony's a good soldier. He was something else back in the day. You know, we're getting a lot more TNA chants during WWE shows now. I did notice that last night. I was worried about that at first because when it happened last week, and rightfully so, it happened during the Rosie uh, O'Donnell-Donald Trump match. Mm -hmm. I was worried that because Vince was out there and Vince actually heard it, that he would take that as, he needed to issue a directive to Laurinaitis to immediately hire six more swimsuit models. But at least he's not so out of touch that he didn't realize that. Somebody actually, you know, figured it out. And you know it's a huge mea culpa when they do stuff like that on Raw, because usually they'll just pretend it never happened. But when they actually have to incorporate it in the storyline, and there are some people, again, mostly message board morons, who will say, oh, you know what, I think they put that piece of crap up there on purpose 
so that they could do the store. No, they never put piece of crap pieces of crap up there on purpose because they don't want people tuning out for any reason, and they would never knowingly put up something that will make so many people tune out. Mm. But the the whole thing with that, you know, oh, they've seen the light. Now we're going to see less skits. No, we're going to see skits again in about six weeks when people will have forgotten all about it because they have writers who have to write and, you know, comedy and skits is what they know, and so we're going to see that. We're not going to see wrestling. And, yes, it's a cry of shame, but what are you going to do? It's the only game in town. Could be worse. It could be, uh, you know, 1993 in the Manhattan Center. I liked 1993 in the Manhattan Center. Do you like it better with, than uh, 2007? Or? Well, I don't yeah. know. As you, you may have recently become aware, as my latest gimmick on the message board is whoring out uh, my past content. And we actually passed the 14th anniversary of that first Raw. And you read my recap of it, and you're like, man, I remember this, and I remember this. And it all seemed so much more important and interesting back then. And if we were to read the stuff from, you know, 2002, it's like, geez, I don't even remember that happening. It just isn't as memorable. And maybe that's because there is a glut on the product. Or, you know, or maybe that's because of these stupid, stupid comedy skits. You know, Vince and company really seem to strike while the iron's hot. I mean, Rosie versus Donald, Wow. What timeliness. My wife and I were thinking of things that Vince could introduce striking while the iron's hot. We thought maybe he could have a character based on Lonely Girl 15. That's very hot. Maybe he could have a, you know, a Tom Cruise character jumping up on an Oprah Winfrey character's couch. That would be very timely. Somebody adopting an African child. Keith on reading these. Maybe they could have a MySpace stalker. And then you know, they could have like a little To Catch a Predator segment and they could catch him. That would be as timely as today's headlines, don't you think? I think the rule of thumb that they should follow is, if it's been in a Law & Order episode, it's mm-hmm. probably not quite as timely as you think it is, and maybe you should find something else. Those guys in South Park, they have, you know, even shorter, you know, not as, what do I want to say? Their lead time is about the same as a Raw episode, you know, during mm-hmm. the season. And they managed to turn out incredibly timely and funny stuff. If they really want to do this on Raw, you know, they're writing something new every week. You think somebody would be able to figure it out. I don't know what you know. I don't know what the answer is. Maybe they can find some of these guys running monologues for the talk show hosts or whatever. But you know, open up a newspaper at least. They did a Michael Richards skit only. Uh, I think a couple weeks after it actually occurred. Exactly. That that is a perfect example. That's why you're the best in the biz, Joe. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's all these crime time skits that they had George Bush show up. He is the current president. I don't know what else you ask for. <laughs> It's not like they had Bill Clinton show up. Uh, yeah, but if they had, they would have had a moniker right after him. Or a Hillary. <laughs> Could be. Or both. And they all would have sung a song or some nonsense like that. <laughs> Catch up Those crime time skits. I had actually forgotten about them, but thanks for reminding me. What hey, happened no to problem. Shad Gaspard's last name? You know, Is the, it just Shad? The, the hip white guy says Shad Gaspard during the beginning of their entrance music, so you think they wouldn't just call him Shad all the time, but they do. Huh. You know, another missing name. And I don't know if you caught this on Monday or not, but it seems that Armando Estrada has lost his middle name completely. Hmm. It's just, it's vanished into thin air. You go to the website, there's not a trace of it. It was there last month. I don't know what happened. Where's Alejandro? Is there some guy named Armando Alejandro Estrada and he's suing them for using his name so they had to change it? (laughs) Where did Alejandro go? What happened? It was said once by Lawler and that was it. So I'm really puzzled and confused and I hope that somebody can tell me what happened to that man's middle name. Remember when uh, Carlito was Carlito Caribbean Cool? Yeah, and, and Ross, dro- Ross dropped one of those Caribbean Cool Carlitos uh, on Monday. 
And that brought me back to a happy time when he absolutely had no idea what the guy's name was because he just uh, switched brands. <laughs> oh, any other uh, wrestling thoughts you need to get off your chest? Uh, ECW is getting what a one-four rating, I think. Yep, that's what it was last week. TNA got a one-one, so you know it's when those more. when those two match, there's going to be some big problems with somebody. Uh, this is the six-year anniversary of the WXO. I hope that the X in WXO is something like the X in Wrestling Society X. I have a feeling that they're related. Maybe one day we'll find out what that X means. Uh, let's see. Let me think I wrote all this down. No, I think that's all I got. Did you have any more questions about Mark Cole? I love talking about him. No, I think we've uh, taxed out Mark Cole. I want to save <laughs> a little something for next time. Odessa Steps Magazine. Everyone should subscribe. And uh, I hope that's still in business because I've given it two plugs now, and I'd feel really bad if it wasn't. Oops. Well, I think <laughs> we've, uh, on that note, I think we've done more than enough content for the people. Excellent. I do want to thank you for being on. Always a fun time. You know, as Vince Russo would play would say, it's a pleasure being one of your multiple partners. Excellent. Well, that means I've been on more than once. It doesn't mean whatever sexual oh, dirty okay. thing you think it is. Oh, I have a on. dirty mind. Dash-w.com is the message board. I should plug it. Wow. Tell me what you think of me, and then I will not tell you what I think of you. Excellent. I encourage everyone to visit joeversusworld.com or thecubsfin.com for a full archive of shows, including... CRZ's previous appearance in the summer. I think it was episode 16. Don't hold me to that, but you should be able to find it with ease. Uh, I thank everyone for listening. Uh, Mark Cole should be on next week. If he speaks to me again after this episode, we'll find out. (laughs) But, CRZ, do you have any final words for the people? This is number 37, huh? Congratulations. I am really proud that you have taken it this far, and I hope you keep doing it, because there's nothing I love more than a good streak. Oh, thank you. (laughs) On that note, I thank everyone for listening, and I will talk to you soon.